You're listening to The Ecopreneur Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs and creatives on how they can make a positive and meaningful impact in the world. I'm your host, Vanina. Every other week, I hang out with entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are creating real-life solutions for a more sustainable future. I feel by having raw conversations with ecopreneurs that will keep on inspiring us to take action in our own lives. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, entrepreneurs, just want to give you a heads up that the recording has a little bit of an echo to it. I wanted to try a new method on positioning the microphones at an angle, and it was supposed to make the recording quality better because it supposedly doesn't pick on the breaths in between. For sure did not. Anyways, wanted to give you a heads up on that, and I'm excited to share this episode with you. So can you tell me a little bit about what Good Intent is? Yeah, so Good Intent, um, we are a low-waste lifestyle shop. We have an online store, and we just recently started doing some pop-ups in Portland. And basically what we sell are a lot of um, reusable and sustainable alternatives to things you use every day, Um, stuff that you use in your home for cleaning and in your kitchen to stuff that you would use on the go. And we also have like personal care products um, ranging from like toothpaste and floss to skincare and sunscreen, all kinds of things. We also, I guess, try to be kind of just like a resource for minimizing waste in general. So we try to be somewhere that people can go, even if they're not going to buy any of our products, just so they can learn more about how to minimize waste. So you have a business partner, Lindsay. How did you guys or why did you guys start the business? Yes. So so Lindsay and I met... um, she went to college with my husband and she and her husband were like best friends with my husband in college. So we met maybe eight years ago and we all do a lot of traveling together. And, um, me and Lindsay both earned MBAs around the same time too. And kind of the four of us always just had been brainstorming about business ideas over the past, like several years. And I studied social innovation entrepreneurship, um, at PSU with my MBA And I kind of always knew that I wanted to start a business and that I wanted it to have some kind of a social impact. Mm -hmm. And Lindsay and I also in the past few years had just started to email each other. Like while we were at work or whatever, we would, we kind of realized we had a shared passion for conscious consumerism and would share sustainable brands that we had come across. And like, um, and you know, also just talk about work stuff and, then, you know, at some point we started just brainstorming more business ideas via email. And it was kind of funny because I was reflecting on it recently. Like, when did we, when did I decide that I wanted Lindsay to be my business partner? And I don't even know if it was like a super conscious decision, but I remember one day just being like, I have this idea. Like, what do you think of this idea? And then that idea didn't work out. But then the next week she had an idea. We kind of went back and forth with ideas for a few weeks. And then I can't even find, I wish I could find this email where we like came to good intent, but, um, it kind of came out of us realizing that just being a more conscious consumer was a really powerful tool to make change. Um, I, and also we really wanted to create a business that would empower people to, use their everyday actions to make change. And, you know, it can feel very um, overwhelming and disheartening sometimes when you feel like there's like so much craziness in the world and 
you have to wait till the next election to vote. And you feel like, you know, you'd have very, you know, little control or seemingly little control over that. Or you feel like corporations are in charge of making all these decisions that affect our environment. And so we wanted to um, kind of put the power back into people's hands. And we had started learning about Zero Waste. And uh, Lindsay, like she shared her copy of Zero Waste Home by B. Johnson with me. And we just realized that this was a really powerful medium for people to um, make changes in their lives that would make an impact, especially collectively. But something we also knew was that the concept of zero waste can feel very inaccessible to a lot of people. It feels like kind of a radical lifestyle. The idea of maybe being able to put all of your trash from a year into a mason jar. I think a lot of people, it's a, it's amazing anyone that can do that. But I think a lot of people in their heads are like, well, I'm never going to do that. So they just disassociate themselves with the whole concept. But we realized that there are actually a lot of different entry points for people to get to zero waste or low waste. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, you know, care a lot about um, minimizing toxins in their homes, in their bodies. So like, you know, one thing that I used, I would start out being really passionate about was clean beauty. And so if that's like an entry point for people being like, you know, I want to minimize plastic in my home or I want to minimize excess chemicals and stuff like that can be an entry point. Um, and a lot of people care about the environment, right? Like so many more of us than, you know, like the majority of people, like everyone we know probably cares about the environment, like wants to do something, but at the same time, they don't know what they can do that doesn't right. feel like a massive lifestyle overhaul. So we wanted to make it easier for people to realize the ways that they can make a difference without, you know, feeling like it was a radical thing. And we wanted to give people multiple entry points. So anyway. No, it's a great, that, yeah. Well. That is kind of good intent in a nutshell. We realized a lot of people have really good intentions and we wanted to help them funnel that into actions that can make a difference. And can you explain a little bit about how you guys uh, give people that resource? Mm -hmm. So um, we do weekly blog posts and um, that are on our website. And we had actually been doing that and um, also had a social media presence before we'd even opened our online shop. So we probably, um, let's see, it might have been almost a year before we opened our online shop that we started blogging. Um, and, you know, not many people were reading it. <laughs> but we kind of knew that we wanted to, like, build this foundation of being a resource. And also it was a way to help build a following. So, like, by the time we opened an online shop, people already kind of knew who we were and trusted us. So um, so we started on social media also just posting Instagram posts. And, you know, we played around in the beginning with the type of content we wanted to do. and um, But we definitely knew it. We wanted to be informative. We wanted to include DIYs and, like, kind of simple swaps people can make that didn't necessarily require them to buy anything or, um, you know, at that time we didn't have a product selection to offer people anyway. So that's how we kind of started, just trying to, like, provide content as much as possible that was – purely informative and also encouraging mm -hmm. to kind of um, we kind of felt like there was a lot of negative negativity around sustainability on the internet. There's a lot of like shaming <laughs> and like used a straw and you're, you know, you're a bad person because you used a straw, a plastic straw. So we, you know, wanted 
our voice to make people feel good and kind of minimize that guilt. There's a lot of guilt that I have felt myself personally. Yeah. So we wanted our whole um, voice to to be kind of like a bright light in the social media world if, if, if we could, you know. You guys started the blog first and you guys had the intention of starting a shop later on. So you were starting the, you had the blog and then did you also, what did you also use other different social media platforms during that time? Yeah. So we started off, we just had um, a, like a WordPress website and that's what was our main blog platform. And then we, I think from pretty much from the very beginning, we used Instagram. Um, I'm not sure. I think we maybe used Facebook a little bit, mm-hmm. but it was definitely mo- mostly our blog and Instagram. Gotcha. Um, okay. So um, I really want to, so you've had the business for only really a year. I mean, you've had the blog, but the shop has been for a year, um, but you've really gained social like attraction and a lot of social media attention. You know, you have a lot of, a lot of followers in the past year um, through, um, through Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook, um, and even in a saturated market. And, you know, there's so many zero waste photos out there and there's like, there's so much going on too. I feel like every time I look at Instagram, there's always some zero waste lifestyle thing too. And I think, okay, that's nice, but I'm never really, I don't really gravitate to it, but you guys really stand out in the market. How did you and Lindsay figure out a way to stand out? Uh, Well, we were very intentional about it from the beginning. Um, And, you know, we basically decided like, you know, what is our, what is our brand? Like, what do we stand for? And all the things I just said, we wanted to be kind of a positive force. We wanted to be very educational and um, we wanted to also present um, this model where you didn't have to be perfect, you know, like progress was progress means something like progress makes a difference. Um, And we also went through like different social media accounts and we each, we each um, kind of picked some of our favorites and some of our least favorites and Mm -hmm. picked out things that we liked about each of those and something that um, I really like is authenticity. Like one of my favorite social media accounts actually is Pip's Original Donuts in Portland. Oh, young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Pip's. And actually the reason I became a huge fan was before I even had a, one of their amazing donuts um, is because I followed them on Instagram and the owner was just would just post and kind of tell their story of why they started Pip's and what his um, mission was behind it. And he talked about how he wanted his employees to have like good quality of life. And so this is why they limit their hours. And he talked about um, you know, the struggles of like being a business owner. And I just really appreciated that. And I, it made me really want to support them. And so I realized that that was something that I wanted to incorporate into our brand voice too, is that like, I wanted people to see that these are real people that are not perfect, that are going through the same journey you are. Um, so that was definitely important. And then truthfully, like if we're talking about how, how or why our social media presence has been successful, like Lindsay is like our secret weapon for sure. Wow. And I'm so glad she's not here because she's super modest and she would never let me say this, (laughs) (laughs) but honestly I hit the the business partner jackpot because she's just a super creative, um, very talented person. And so she, um, she had a specific like aesthetic vision for our, um, especially our Instagram account from the very beginning. Um, you know, at one point she decided um, to incorporate this like color wheel. Like if you look at our 
grid or whatever. Yes. Uses a color wheel. And I think they're actually inspired by another Portland company called Artifact. Um, they have like a vintage shop um, on Division. And they had kind of a color wheel thing. And so we just kind of started mapping it out early on. Like we use um, Canva and we use Planoly. Canva kind of lets you, um, well, the way, the way that we primarily use Canva is to like set up our color wheel grid. And then we kind of have a schedule for um, certain kinds of posts. Like we always do a quick tip on Mondays, Mondays or Tuesdays. That's my thing. And I just use Canva for that. Um, Lindsay also makes a lot of her own, like all the other illustrations and stuff are all Lindsay. And she's like self-taught and um, she does, she makes them all herself. She's one of those people who like if she has a day off, she will spend it making something beautiful (laughs) always. So she is the um, she's definitely behind all of that stuff, and she also does most of our like videos and the DIYs and stuff. She's just like one of those people that loves to create things, and so definitely like a lot of our um, the content that's been like super um, shared and popular has been a lot of those illustrations and stuff. And um, we, you know, you know when you talk about like why we our page has stood out i think partially is just because we have a lot of original content too there's a lot of the other like instagram accounts and stuff you see i've noticed like, they just repost other people's stuff hmm. a lot of the time or it it's not well that's a lot of what's on instagram is a lot of reposts and we do some reposts too if we feel like things are like really valuable or whatever um or you know for like on vacation and we need like a break <laughs> we'll totally, a repost. Yeah. but um Somebody actually had just reached out to us like yesterday or something and they were asking, they said that they had this like mission that they wanted to help people like adopt sustainable habits and they wanted to know if they should keep their personal Instagram account or if they should make a separate one. And I was actually, this is just my personal advice, like my my own reflections, but I was thinking actually it would be more impactful to keep your own individual account Mm -hmm. because if you're going to share tips and stuff, why not start with your own network? And you also probably have more followers like in your on your own personal account than you will be able to get on Instagram. It takes so long to even get to like 600 followers. And, you know, it's like we have, I think I looked today, we have like 17,000 followers. Which right, is which like, is amazing. Which is like nuts. <laughs> but honestly, just getting to 250 was like such an uphill battle. And oh, like yeah. getting to 1,000 was super hard. And then after that, it's like becomes like an exponential thing. But did it take a long time for you guys to hit the first 1,000? Yes. I, and I wish that I had like, I had, we had mapped it out a calendar. So um, let's see, we just, I know that we just got an update that we, our first Instagram post was like late December of 2018. So, and I know that by 4th of July, we had, oh my gosh, by 4th of July. So this is like seven months later, right? Basically we had just 1700 i remember we had 70 1776 followers wow um but yeah like can you imagine like just in since july we've gotten like sixteen thousand followers. that's crazy so it definitely get that first big hurdle it took us like i don't know the math but it took us like eight months or yeah yeah, to get to just 1700 and then we've gotten to seventeen thousand and like less time than that so the first getting the first 
the first thousand or two is like the hardest part. Gotcha. That's good to know for fellow listeners who are really just trying to move incrementally um, to gain a following. Okay. So, okay. The the second thing I want to mention, you talked about authenticity, um, how that's really important to have um, when you're posting. And I guess my question would be, I think I personally struggle with, you know, I do want to be authentic authentic, but I also want to be a leader in a way too. So I think that's this fine balance of like making sure I don't overshare and also stay, um, be the person that I want to be too. So how do you, how do you remain authentic without oversharing? Yeah, this is funny because Lindsay and I had like many debates on this topic in the beginning because, um, what we talked about a lot is how much to use our own individual, like first person voices on social media and in our blogs. And, um, you know, it was basically, I saw a lot of value in doing it at least sometimes. Um, that definitely is the way, the way a lot of bloggers do it. And, um, and also I, I like when I know who is behind the business. Mm. I like, I like knowing that it's somebody back there and being reminded of that. Um, and then it's not just like some big, and really it's just Lindsay and I, like yeah. if you want, like that is good intent right now. And are, we have help from our friends sometimes, but, um, but at the same time, there's a lot of kind of like oversharing that does happen. You know, one of like, one of the examples that we kept knowing we didn't want to do is like, you know, when you look up recipes online and for some reason in the recipe, they tell this whole story of like their grandma's cookies. Yes, and, and you're scrolling down like, to the recipe. Where are the ingredient list? <laughs> My partner and I just had that too. We're like, okay, okay, we know that you really like this recipe. It's great. Where is the actual recipe? And, you know, to me, that's so much of like, you know, <laughs> that's not what we're, I mean, it's maybe, you know, I don't, I don't actually follow any recipe blogs. So maybe well, if I was like more invested, it would be different, but. We knew we didn't want it to share so much that people were like, I don't care, lady. Like, please just tell me what the DIY recipe is. Um, so we decided, basically, we kind of landed on striking a balance between just sharing our personal stories, like, occasionally. Right. You know, and at this point, I just did a blog post from the first person I did. Um, I'm trying to eat less meat. I saw that. Um, and that was one of the first ones we had done in the first person voice in a while. And I had done another one like the beginning of last year about my New Year's resolution at that time. Um, so we just kind of try to keep it, do it sparingly, but we definitely do incorporate it when it's appropriate. Or like one of my actually favorite posts that we've done, which is like way back, but Lindsay did one on how when she grew up, her family always cleaned on Fridays. And so like that's because of she grew up like Seventh-day Adventist and that, that was like a process before Sabbath or something. But I thought it was like a really, um, some things like that just kind of remind you of like that everybody has like a different way that they do things. Yeah. And it, even as simple as like when you clean your home and things like that always kind of inspire me too. Cause I'm like, maybe I should have a cleaning habit on Fridays. Like, so there's like little tidbits occasionally, but right. basically we try not, we don't do it every day. It's like maybe once a week, mostly it's like once a month or something that we'll even like use our first person voice because ultimately that's not what people are coming for. Yeah. Um, but I think it is appreciated sometimes. Um, another post we did as an example um, a while ago was we did this one 
and Lindsay like cartoon Lindsay cartoonified both of us um <laughs> and we had like these are three things that like I'm killing it at like mm-hmm. and as far as low waste stuff these are three things that I'm struggling with yep. and that um got a really positive reception too because I think it was like refreshing to just see like you can be doing really well in certain categories and not be perfect and it's okay so yeah we just basically try to keep a balance between that I think that's great I think it's I always feel the same way where it's really nice to know that there's a person, an imperfect person behind the social media and then also a way to connect with them. Because, you know, if you're looking at, I feel like I don't really follow somebody if it's just a pretty board, you know, I I feel like people could, everybody can take, not everybody, but you can take a really nice photo. But I think when the authenticity shows through, then people go, okay, this is a person that I, you know, almost see like a friend, you know. Right. This is somebody that I really want to follow through my zero waste journey or my low waste journey. Right. And they're not going to make me feel bad or shame me in any sort of right. way. And totally. it'd be more of a, an encouraging space. And you know what? For the record, too, we we like researched, especially in the very beginning, we kind of researched like we did a survey um, that was on our website for a long time. We wanted to just kind of like get feedback from what people were interested in. Um, and it was in there that people wanted to hear some of our personal stories. Like it was, it was like, you know, maybe 70% of respondents like said that they did were interested in hearing it among other things. And also we had done research that talked about like what different dem- demographics value and they're especially like Gen Z, um, really values authenticity like they don't care about like big brands they want it they want it to feel fresh and they're very mm. <laughs> in fact they are often very like, even to us we can tell a lot of times like people are like they want to poke holes in companies like people have a distrust for business and corporations in general and so they're it's not only like a nice feel-good thing to be authentic but like people really value it Okay. So another thing that you talked about is having original content. What does that mean exactly? Because I feel like some people can post and feel like that's original content, but I feel like maybe it's original because they, um, you know, photographed it themselves, curated themselves, but it doesn't feel original. And you guys really, every time you guys have a, a post, I always do feel like it's very unique, very good intent, kind of on brand. How do you guys keep how do you guys how do you guys stay original and what do you guys mean by having original content? I think it kind of starts with as a brand whether you be a business or a blogger or just an individual like what what is your value proposition? And that's kind of sorry like an annoying MBA term, but um what are you adding? Like what is uniquely unique about your brand and like what do you stand for? So I think that's a big part of it because I think a lot of times what kind of bugs me sometimes about only reposting other stuff is like what is your point of view with that and it's 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 not easy to tell what someone's point of view is if they're only reposting Mm. um there's even like um it doesn't and I think also original content means like using original images and stuff too um for but it doesn't have to necessarily be like super elaborate or anything like here's another example I can't remember her exact handle but there's some like basic environmentalist I think that's something like what her handle is. And yes. she she does, she just posts like her Twitter. I don't know how people even do this, but you know, they, she just posts like what she posts on Twitter oh, okay. and she's kind of like snarky or whatever about, wow. but like that's, that's original. It's yeah. like simple. She just like is just words, but like that's her brand and you know, like mm-hmm. what, like what her voice is. Mm-hmm. So 
I think just like having a unique voice and using it um, is powerful. But I think kind of one of the problem with there being so many different accounts is that it's, it is kind of hard to stand out. And I think probably a lot of accounts don't have, they haven't really thought about what they're uniquely providing, you know? Um, And I, I'll just say that I had an account like that before too. Like I had a personal account and this is, it has like 150 followers or something. (laughs) It was like maybe five years ago or something. It was called that ethical life. And I just posted like different brands and stuff that I thought were cool, like different sustainable brands and um, like tips or whatever. But there's so many of those. And I realized that too, like I wasn't really bringing anything to the table that wasn't already out there. Mm -hmm. So I think it's okay sometimes too, to just be like, maybe this is not where I'm providing the most value, Mm -hmm. but I think you can do it if you're doing it from your personal account and you're sharing it with the people, you know, like how many people, you know, you might have family and friends that might've never considered, you know, zero waste or any of those elements, but if they knew that you were doing it and that it was like an accessible thing and that you were making, it look easy or something that could have a serious impact on just the people you know did it take you guys a while to curate your guys voice for good intent well um I think one element of staying consistent is just that it's always us (laughs) like you know it's consistently so we switch every other day who does like an Instagram post and we switch every other week who does a blog post and we check like we we get each other's approval every single time nice it is nice and it's a lot like Lindsay and I talk like constantly (laughs) because we definitely always wanted to be consistent and I think at this point we kind of know we also like wrote it down at the beginning like these are things we don't want to do we um actually you know one kind of um way to put it is um there's this daily newsletter called Bridgeliner that is like for Portland which I highly recommend and I was talking to the director there a few weeks ago um, and he told me that their how he decides what content to publish in the newsletter is he asks these questions. Is it actionable? Is it empowering? Is it delightful? And because he felt like a lot of people were like, it felt had a really negative connotation with the news and people were like running for the hills or wanted to like hide under their covers whenever like they read the news and he wanted to be the opposite. So I think for us, that is a lot of what it is. We have to ask ourselves like, does it help people minimize waste? And is it clear how it helps people minimize waste? Um, And sometimes, you know, I'll do something like I did a capsule wardrobe piece or a blog post once. And Lindsay was like, we should need to like make it super clear how this is related to zero waste because it might not be self-explanatory. So like we'll like point out things like that in each other's, make sure that that kind of thing is really clear. We also want it to be you know, we like to have like to have a sense of humor in it. We liked but but not in a like too snarky or we don't want to be like sarcastic or be negative in any way. And we also like, you know, some things I just kind of know like you know, Lindsay I like I don't think I've ever really heard Lindsay like use a bad word. So like we don't use bad words and I try not to, not really, but, um, like so, negative words or just like, I mean cuss- like, yeah, yeah okay, no, gotcha, like okay. so like okay. I wouldn't do that in one of our posts. Like I think I maybe said like badass once and like a uh, story, but like that's kind of the most that we would do. So there's just kind of things that we kind of have like personal rules that we kind of try to stick to, but honestly it helps too, just that we like know what 
like has been working and we check each other on it daily. Um, we use Planoly too, which um, is super helpful. Planoly just helps you to like um, to schedule posts, but also like um, you can put your Instagram post there and with, with your caption and everything. And so that's like a good way for the other person to check on it and to make sure it fits in our grid and all that. Um, so we use kind of tools like that between Planoly and Canva and us just physically or like actually checking it ourselves every day. Do you guys plan it out like for weeks or do you guys usually just go week more like day by day is a different post? Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. I mean, um, we have, it's mostly like week to week, sometimes day to day. Like uh, I have an idea for what I'm doing on Sunday. Um, Lindsay is doing a post today and she's doing the blog post tomorrow. So we kind of know we'll try to like keep ideas, but sometimes it is kind of last minute. Sometimes it is more planned out or we like, we'll give each other ideas. You know, a lot of times I'm like, I have this idea, like, you know, can you make a graphic for it? And she like wow. loves making a graphic. We have like a long list of ideas and stuff of things to do coming up. Although I am getting low on my quick tip ideas list. So if anybody has any quick tips, <laughs> you're welcome to share ideas. Um, but yeah, it's we don't plan out too far in advance, mostly just because. And the quick tips to. are those videos that you get that you do. So you, do you? The quick tips are actually like um, early in the week on Mondays or Tuesday. We do one like, like usually they're just like some little thing. Like use a, a matches instead of like a lighter or something. Like yeah, that's that's one of them. Like we just like some kind of little thing that you can kind of easily incorporate or. Like, oh, that's cool. Just like at a very simple swap that somebody could do. Yeah. I love the fact that you guys are, you know, a, a store, but you guys also have like free information too, because I feel like a lot of zero waste stores will make you feel like you need to buy something. It's like, oh, if you want this, you have to pay for it. So I think right. it's really, it's really cool the fact that you guys hold both and both spaces and make it accessible to people who don't want to buy something and people who do want to buy something. You know, honestly, a big part of it too is that we knew from the beginning that there is a little bit, um, having like a low waste store is a little bit of an oxymoron, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're asking people to acquire things so that they can use less things. So we only really want you to buy it if you need to buy it. And we, you know, we want to like prioritize like planet over profit, right? Like yeah. we decided that from the very beginning. So it's really important to us to like not pressure you to buy stuff you don't need. So, you know, we've even tried to keep that in mind with like, if we have any promotions or anything online, like we're, we're not going to do like a, a get $5 off if you spend this amount or more. Like we don't want to push you to spend money yeah. or to buy stuff you don't need just to get a discount because yeah. that totally happens. Or we don't do like, free shipping. Wow. And it's not, it's because like for shipping isn't free, first of all. And, um, there's a, there's like a environmental and a monetary cost to that. And so we just kind of want to, um, be consistent with that mission throughout, like, and so people know that we have like integrity or <laughs> not that, yeah. people, you know, if we are just saying like, this is a great product, like it's really helpful that people know that we're not just going to sell you something that you don't need, which is, it's hard. It's like hard as a business, you know, it's sometimes it feels weird when we're promoting our products too much, like, yeah, on our right. page. but you know, there's, we definitely try to strike a balance between that. I haven't asked you guys this, but it's good intent. Your guys full-time job for the no. team. Okay. Gotcha. It would be amazing. We, that's, that's the dream. Um, but, 
uh, Lindsay works a full-time nine to five job. And when we started it, um, I did too. And now I'm working a part-time job, um, which is really cool that I'm able to do that and do this, but you know, but no, we definitely are very busy. Especially because you guys are very present on social media and your videos and illustrations at the same time. How do you guys um, manage the part-time plus full-time but still stay present in the social media sphere? Yeah. um, You know, this is actually, for me, it's like one of the best parts of having a business partner is um, because it's constant accountability and not like not like we're wagging our fingers at each other like, hey, have you done this yet? But it's also just like, you know, the other person is counting on you. So yeah. it's a priority for us daily. Like I'm, if it's my day to do an Instagram post, I'm going to get that done. I'm going to wake up early and make sure that it's done. Um, and so we both just prioritize it in our schedules, honestly. Yeah. And it's very helpful that we have very supportive partners who are okay with us doing that. Like, you know, I'm also, we're on our phones a lot. Like that's also part of it. Yeah. Like we're, I'm like, I'm on Instagram a lot and on Facebook and Pinterest and Pinterest. And, and it's not just the posting. It's like responding. We try to respond to everybody. And I think, and you know, I, I have, I have to imagine that that has helped, I, you know, I'll, partially just because of algorithms and stuff like yeah. engagement is helpful, but, um, definitely like opportunities have come from just responding to Instagram posts or like the um, being a part of Facebook groups or whatever and being active there. So we're, we're definitely a part of that. That's a part of our lives for sure. And it, and it does pay off. Um, and it's funny, like when we were at the pop-up, there were people that came at our pop-up in Portland people came um, and said that they found us from Instagram and that's how they knew about the pop-up. And it was great because my husband was there and was like, Thank God that um, all this Instagram stuff is actually paying off because she's on her phone all the time. So, um, so yeah, that's part of it is that we are, you know, we just have built working on our business into our daily lives. Some weeks are busier than others and we still make time to travel and we still spend time with our families and partners and totally. friends and all of those things help right. the business too. So, okay. You talk about being on your phone, especially, I mean... I feel like that's being on Instagram or any sort of form of social media. Do you feel like, do you have like a set amount of time? Like I'm from this time to this time, I'm on social media. And then do you take a time where you're just like, nope, I'm not going to have any notifications. Cause I feel like that's a, that's a fine balance. I always have my phone on do not disturb, but it's always really hard when I'm like, oh, there's this message that just came in and it was two hours ago. And it would have been nice if I would have messaged this right now. So how do you um, I, I guess I can only probably speak for me on this. Um, but I definitely have started setting like in the mornings. It used to be like, as soon as I woke up, I would drink my glass of water. I was drink a glass of water yes. and I would just like respond to all, like go through Instagram and like, I would, I would end up spending so, like 45 minutes every morning, just like, <laughs> do it. and so I, I made myself stop. And now I start off by doing like, I don't turn my phone off of do not disturb until I've like done a meditation and I've yes. exercised and had my glass of water. Yes. Now I do like a daily like goal setting practice and stuff in the morning. So I have that time in the mornings. And then my husband is also very um, adamant about like when we're spending time together in the evenings, like I can't be on my phone yeah. and not like it's like a hard and fast rule, but that's just like kind of the culture of our household is like when we're, and, you know, there's probably nothing coming in past seven that's, like, so urgent that you need to respond to it immediately. Um, 
It's also nice that there's two of us because if one of us doesn't, then the other one probably will respond. So, um, yeah, I think for the most part, it's it's pretty easy to strike that balance and not do it too much. Because I think we both also value being present wherever we are. And so when we're with our friends or like actually, you know, trying, spending quality time with people, neither of us, you'll, you won't see either of us like on our phones. Right. Time. Yeah. And it's, yeah. And I think that's really important. I actually, it's funny. I was just um, on the phone with a good friend of mine who's considering going back to Instagram. Um, and I personally feel like Instagram is such a great tool to connect with you know, local businesses like you, you know, I would have never met you if I didn't have Instagram. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a great tool to connect with local businesses and form its sort of community. Um, But there's also like your other community, which is like your face-to-face community too, which is also equally important too. So I think it's, it's just more like her and I were just discussing that. I was saying that there is Instagram and social media can be a great tool for people, but it also can be like it's so easy. It's a slippery slope and it's so easy to get back to it where it's like, it's, it's not a positive and it's more negative. Yeah. I think everybody kind of personally needs to figure out what makes sense for them and how to strike that balance. Um, Since we're talking about a lot about social media, if there was a starting entrepreneur and they're like, I'm ready, I want to be on social media. What is your one recommendation? And they want to start on one platform. What is the recommendation for? Which platform? Yeah. Which one do you think is best? So, um, I would definitely preface this by saying that it depends on the type of business and like what, who your target audience is. Um, you know, if you're a B2B business and you're like trying to sell, um, your merchandise like to other retailers or something like LinkedIn could be really valuable. Um, and anyway, it, it does definitely depend. I love that you're thinking about that too, because I think people can immediately just jump to the answer. But yeah, and I, you know, I also think that it depends on the kind of content that you think that you will be good at producing. Um, so that being said, I do think Instagram has been definitely the most valuable for us. We use Facebook and Pinterest, and we use them in different ways. Like we'll post on Pinterest, like the graphics and stuff that are very like shareable. But we don't see that that drives a ton of traffic to the, our website or anything. So, um, and we don't, it's people, it's not as engaging either. Like people can't respond or anything as much. So, um, so we use that to like get stuff out there, but, and Facebook is also really good for engage, like building community and like engaging people. Like you can just ask questions or like, or you can also share like informative content, like share articles and stuff like that. And that works really well. That's kind of how we primarily use Facebook to share articles and our blog posts and also to engage with other like zero waste groups and stuff. But Instagram has definitely been a super powerful tool because we are lucky enough to have, be able to provide like very visual content. Um, And it's also great because people can spread it like wildfire. Like it's really easy for people to repost and stuff. And just that like allows us to have a really um, maximal impact, um, whether or not, you know, we're even getting credit for it a lot of the time, which is Yeah, I, know. I, I saw you guys just did a post on your guys' stories about, um, I guess let's talk about the illustrations. So Lindsay does the illustrations. Um, can you explain why did you guys start doing illustrations? And then also um, kind of how more like people have been reposting, it seems like, and how do you guys, how are you guys going about the reposts? Um, so I think it was just, well, first, you know, we're not the first ones to do it or anything. So I think we, we kind of saw we were inspired by some other, um, Instagram accounts that were doing that really well. One of them is, 
um, Homo Verito. Yeah. I think that's how you say it. Um, and another one is like Ash Green, I think does a lot. There's, there's a few others. And we were just seeing that it was a really easy way for people to get the information like in an instant. Cause you know, a lot of times we would, we would include information like in the caption or we would like have them, you know, go back to our blog post. And we were realizing like just having it all in like one graphic that people could easily see is really powerful. There's limits to that too. (laughs) Like when our, in our new year's resolution graphic, one of them was like to, uh, to avoid palm oil. And that's like a bigger conversation really. But, and so, you know, it's easy to like get little things like that picked out. Um, but it's definitely a great way to just like get the information out there and people can share it. And we love people sharing our stuff. It's like, we want people to have the information one way or another. Um, and we have always had this protocol of like, we are going to ask permission for whatever we repost, which is, doesn't seem to be the norm, but I think technically you're supposed to, like when you share other people's intellectual property, you're supposed to get permission. And it's like Instagram has its own culture around that kind of thing. But so we always ask permission and we had been seeing on some of like the uh, really established accounts that they had reposting guidelines and they want, and you know, we realized like it it was just best practice to tag them in the post Mm -hmm. and to to, um, tag them in the caption. So it was really clear who the original author. Um, and so that's kind of what we expect too. And then most, you know, it's hard to know because we don't see everybody that reposts our stuff, right? Totally, totally. But we definitely, you know, sometimes people would repost somebody else, somebody else's repost of our content and like they would give them credit or whatever. Um, or it's just kind of like all weird on the internet. Sometimes we would find that people would like crop out our handle or people would wow. edit our image, like one of the New Year's resolution posts too. Somebody wow. like edited out the eat less meat part of it. Just things like that. We are realizing like, okay, this. That's like your guys. I mean, that's your guys' creations. So. And it's, yeah, I'm like, I get upset because I'm like, Lindsay is working really hard on these things. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, just, I think a lot of times it's easy to see Instagram content is maybe as not as important, but like they're artists really. Yeah. And so you should like treat them like artists, like that's their intellectual property and stuff. So, um, but for the most part, I think it's great. Like people are sharing stuff. We want them to share it. And that's probably a big part of, you know, how we've gotten more followers is because people are sharing. We have content that's very shareable, but yeah, that that is like a little bit of a tricky thing, but it's, you know, the majority of people are doing it responsibly. So, yeah. And it really does seem that like, I mean, uh, I mean, I, did, I actually don't really know about the repost sphere, but I definitely have followed illustrators who also post that, like, the guidelines telling people, this is what you should do, make right. sure that you credit. I mean, it's kind of funny to me that nobody – and actually, it's, there's times that sometimes I've looked at a post and been like, oh, that's done by this person. But then down the road, I realized, like, oh, wait, no, that was actually done by this really right. well-known artist. And it's kind of interesting to – because it's so easy just to take a photo on like a snapshot on your phone, on your iPad, on your laptop, um, that it's just really easy just to in some way to steal it and then make it your own in some sort of way too. And there's like, there's pretty little accountability too. Like it's, I've been wondering this recently and like, is there an Instagram police that we can, like I've seen people that have shared other people's quotes, like Zero Waste Chef has like a really famous quote about like, we don't need a million people doing 
I don't know. It's like not about doing zero waste perfectly, but we yeah. know more people doing it. I didn't know that was by her. See, there we go. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and I've seen people repost it, but they don't credit her. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a quote. It's like, you don't, you know, it, it's there even that kind of stuff, but it's hard to find. Like people will probably assume. And also I wanted to say, I'm assuming that a lot, most people don't have malicious intentions when they're doing this stuff. It's just totally, yeah. the rules are not clear. Yeah, it's not. I mean, it's uh, this being on social media is all new and also just being on our phones is new. It's like this whole um, etiquette that we're learning on how to exist on social media. And the fact that like we actually don't, it's not like in school where somebody tells you like, you know, teacher lays down the rules and you're like, be nice to your classmates. But Instagram, it's like, there's millions of people out there too. And you'll probably never meet them either. So yeah, I was just, there was somebody who had like been reposting some of our content. They had like made their own version of it, but they had used like our language verbatim. And I was kind of trying to explain like, it's like when you write a paper, you're not supposed to like copy and paste from the internet. (laughs) Right. You know, like that's, you have to at least credit that that's somebody else's words. So yeah, I think it's it, we have to we'll get there like to start thinking of it and taking it seriously. But for the most part, it it's just you know good. It's not the end yeah. of the world if people right. I mean, you're still um, you're still hitting your guys first one of your first priorities, which is to share it as a resource. And okay. people are learning from your guys' illustrations, your videos. Okay, so last little thing because I know you. So you do the videos, right? Or she, I she does probably. Um, most of the videos. Okay. So can you, can you explain a little bit about the videos that you guys do too? Cause it's, it's illustrations, videos, and you also just do like, like photographs too. So it's like three different mediums. Can you explain a little bit about how you guys go about the, uh, the videos? Yeah. So I think that Lindsay just does herself. I think she just sets up her camera on like a tripod or something. Um, and she edits it. I was actually just trying to double check what the platform she uses. I'm pretty sure she uses Adobe Illustrator, um, all of this stuff. Actually, she might use iMovie. Anyway, okay, I should yeah. have confirmed that before. Good for her if she's using iMovie. That's... But um, yeah, because, you know, she just like in, will input some graphics like one part shea butter and two parts beeswax yeah. or whatever. Um, but this is what I'm saying is that she just is like amazing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we really hit, a, like you said, jackpot and a business partner. I mean, but I also, I mean, you're also just like a wealth of knowledge too. So you guys like really are good, a good balance of the two. You know, I had no idea um, how valuable having a business partner would be because I had assumed earlier on that I would like start my own business, but it has been such a game changer because like I said, the accountability factor, but also um, it keeps you motivated too. Um, Especially like I want this to work well for both of us. So like this can be our full-time thing that yeah. is like really motivating and encouraging. Yeah. And it's also like, I'm definitely a person that is like, I get really excited and I have lots of ideas and like, I want to like map out like our marketing plan for the year. And I want to like figure out our financial goals. <laughs> and like, like I'm like thinking about all these things and she's like somebody who is a very, like she will, she like does she'll get stuff done every day. Like, so there's like kind of both of those things happening there that are really helpful. And I think, uh, has definitely been a part of how things have gone so well. It would have been a lot harder on your own. Yeah. I would say that it's really, it's really good that you guys balance each other out. You know, somebody like you who sees kind of like the, the big long-term yearly goals and somebody who sees the day-to-day. I actually interviewing utility there. I feel like Nadine and Bax are very similar to you guys where Nadine is the day-to-day and right. Bax is like 
let's look at the huge the whole picture and it's good to have it's really great to have a business partner for that to keep you in check and then also be like wait what about the data or like wait what is our intention for like this in the long run so and like to be clear we like also you know it only works for certain people who are willing to like hash out every idea and every decision with another person because like you know we also disagree on stuff like constantly (laughs) and like have to come to decisions together it's you know, you kind of can never really decide, like, who's going to go one way or the not- another on things. We, like, we're often, like, having, like, drawn-out discussions about mm-hmm. something as little as, like, where to get our packaging, like, our boxes. Like, there's all these de- decisions to make, and sometimes it's really nice to have another person to do with. And there's probably a lot of people who would, would be harder to manage Well, I think there's, like, pros and cons to either where, you know, you don't – as somebody who is – well, myself, who is – just one per- one person. It's nice that I don't have to ask anybody to do anything, but it's also kind of nice. I think there's a benefit to have somebody to look at, you know, to look at your work from um, a sort of outer point of view also, and then to give you feedback from too. Right. I feel like that's just when I go to my partner or I go to a friend right. and say like, what do you think? <laughs> what, how does this look? But you know? it's really important that you can be open to the feedback and open to stuff being, because, you know, I don't, I don't always, um, Sometimes it's weird having to get approval on like every little thing, but it has been, you know, it has been such a blessing too that we've had that because that's why we've been able to produce such good content. We definitely would have made mistakes or we would have, you know, done this or that without having the other ones. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think that's what I said too, is that your guys whole feed and also just your presence is very consistent. Like it shares the same voice. So, okay. If let's say, like including myself, somebody was, you know, their own, their own business and they were just one person, how would you, how do you, um, what advice would you give to them if they were just one person? I would say, I think doing the work on the front end of planning, like really establishing, like writing down, like what is your voice? Like, you know, kind of like what we did and just figuring out like who, what do we want to sound like, um, who, like, who do we admire in this space? Um, having a schedule, like there are a couple of things that we do every week. We do the quick tip every Monday or Tuesday and we do on Fridays, Lindsay does a graphic that's like, you know, she had been doing that, like one, uh, reasonable handkerchief equals this many disposable tissues or whatever. Like, so that is always a consistent thing she does on Fridays. And we've kind of always tried to keep like some kind of a schedule of the types of things we would do in mind Mm -hmm. on Saturdays. We always do our blog posts. So, um, like just kind of planning on the front end yeah. can be super helpful because it can be really easy to like, you know, you've been working really hard for a long time and yeah. sometimes you're just tired and yeah. you're like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't have it. I wish somebody could just do this for me today. <laughs> so I think, you know, doing that kind of front end planning is really helpful of like what your vision and your brand is and yeah. like, what do you go back to whenever mm. like you don't know what to do next or you're unsure about like what, makes sense or like Mm -hmm. is in line um like winging it can only take you so far like trying to maintain consistently like you need to have like a very specific vision what is um the best piece of advice you can give to a fellow ecopreneur so um something that i've been reflecting on a lot lately has been how um i guess my advice would be to connect and engage authentically in Mm -hmm. like in every area of your life because 
something I've been realizing, especially at the start of our business, was like how much support we've gotten from people in all aspects of our life. Um, and it was like we had been planting seeds for in everything we were doing. It's like um, the our friends that we do a weekly game night with, like how they came out and supported us. It was like people we had positive interactions with in, in school or like in previous jobs, like uh, or honestly, even just like social media engagement, like there have been people that have just been, you know, for lack of a better word, like they've been more or less just like Facebook friends that like I have engaged with positively on Facebook that were super supportive and stuff. And, and also, so that's like from a personal standpoint, I've just seen like every person that you support, basically like you get what you give, like you're putting out all of this like positive karma. And it definitely comes back to you when you have, especially when you have a business, I've just like seen it. It is like translated into like actual monetary support in some occasions, but also it's just um, been amazing to see like how people want to support you when you've been there for them. So like in one sense, like it's really easy. I think a lot of times there's like a thing about entrepreneurship that you need to like sacrifice everything else for your business. But on the contrary, I think it's really, it doesn't only help your business. Obviously it helps you personally to like stay sane, but it will help your business too, to like, to be a present part of your life and everybody that you already loved and has been in your life, but also to like show up to networking events and like be a part of community events as a business and like give back in any way you can. Like those things people see and make your business more meaningful and, you know, this also translates to social media because I think, you know, some there have been like opportunities that have come from just, you know, actually Spin Laundry Lounge. We are doing a pop up with them. They're in Portland. Um, and that came about from me posting on their like posting a comment on their Instagram, just no like way. about their wash cycle or something. But then they were like, oh, who is this? And they and I actually already knew them and they didn't realize that 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 was my business. Oh, no way. But, you know, they decided they wanted to partner with us from like an Instagram engagement thing. And like so many things like that have happened because we respond to things and yeah. we try to respond authentically and kindly. And sometimes people are weird on the internet and are not <laughs> nice, but like responding kindly and warmly and authentically is, I think people really notice that. It's like there's so much negativity yeah. in the world on the internet. And so just being somebody that's out there interacting positively, I think makes a big difference. And so it's really easy to just be like, I'm going to get my social media posts out there yeah. and like, you know, do that kind of initial work, but all yeah. of the, those like feel good things make a big difference too in your business. And it just makes it feel better at the end of the day too. I think, well, that. Just like drop the mic. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that's more like that's really relatable because I feel like people gravitate towards positivity than negative, you know. And honestly, you are in a great example of this Aww. too. Like you showed up to our pop-up and we and in fact <laughs> my husband was like, she's called he's called you, what does he call you? The guacamole girl. I think it's from Step Brothers or something. <laughs> where Wait, the guacamole I think Step Brothers. There were like somebody is like wait, you like guacamole? I like guacamole. Let's be best friends. And he was like, oh, that's the guacamole girl. You have, are such like a positive person. And like, we're so excited and supportive of our business. And we were like, yeah, we'll do, we want to do whatever Vanita wants to do. Like we want to be a part of whatever she's doing. 
But like that kind of thing, it matters. Like being somebody who shows up for pop-ups is like, Oh my gosh. Makes a big difference. I love anyway, that I'm known as the guacamole girl. Yeah, totally. He's like, oh, you're going to do the, pod- the guacamole girls podcast today. <laughs> All right. No lie. I should change my podcast to the guacamole girl. <laughs> Hello. I'm your host, guacamole girl. <laughs> and you know, honestly, this community is so great for that because people are so positive and excited for each other. And like, it has been just amazing. Yeah. I honestly have just like been so overwhelmed with like all of the positive support and vibes that we've gotten from. Yeah. You know, I feel the same way too. I think I've never, even though like right now I'm like, my Instagram following is small, more like my group, but I like, every time I go online, I'm, I'm psyched. Cause I'm like, there are so many cool people out there and like, wow. You know, I get to see how, um, somebody I follow, like just opened up a zero waste store. And it's really just cool to see like, disconnect with people in ways that I just never would have. And it's nice to feel like, wow, like I'm, you know, I'm excited to connect with these people. Like same thing when I went down to like, oh my God, do you guys have a pop? I was like counting the days. I'm like, oh, oh, I'm going to go down. And I was just so excited to be like, ride my bike down, go see, you know, good intent. And so it's just. It's one of the awesome things about social media too, is that it's instant. Like there, like the, the, the positive and the negative feedback is like instantaneous. Like there is a morning last week or we had like an hour that was like really negative. Like people were just like fighting each other on our Instagram feeds and stuff. And like we were getting super irritated. And I was like, Lindsay, you probably need to take a break from Instagram because we're getting (laughs) kind of heated. And then like right after that, we got somebody that reached out and was just like, I love what you guys are doing. And you know, like we just got like a bunch of positive feedback, like right after that. And it's amazing how quickly that happens. Like it's so nice to put something out there into the world and immediately get that feedback so it feels good it definitely feeds us and that's part of why we've been able to put so much into it you created such a positive safe with such good intent (laughs) i mean i love the name of your your guys company well alex thank you so much for the um for being here and yeah thank you so much for having me it's been a pleasure oh wait one last thing before we uh close um how can people connect with you oh you can uh go to our website which is shopwithgoodintent.com or follow us on instagram at Shop With Good Intent, or on Facebook, or Pinterest. Uh, I think that's it. Cool. Thank you. Hey, Kapreneurs. If you're feeling super inspired by the episodes and looking for ways to take action in your life, check out Good Intent's online shop where they have all the essentials you need to start living a low-waste or plastic-free lifestyle. My personal favorite is their Butterfly Razor by Albatross. I've been using it for over three years now, and I love that I can mail the old blades back where they remake them into their three-piece silverware set. Cool, right? And of course, that it's plastic-free. Use the Ecopreneur Show discount by clicking the link in the show notes, or just type Ecopreneur Love in all caps in the promo code. Anyways, hope you're having an awesome day, and I'll see you in the next episode.